Hi, everybody. Dave Hodge here. Glad you could join us. And we have a blockbuster interview, as I've alluded to earlier. And it's a part two of how corrupt can the Democrats get? Well, Democrats and uh, catcher Mitt Romney. And he, uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I, I am just so stunned at how corrupt our government is. Uh, and it, we're going we're gonna to unfold it here, but it's almost making me speechless because when I started in this work, I knew there was corruption. I mean, I had to deal with McCain. He was my mortal enemy. But I have to tell you that it's worse than I ever thought possible. The last 30 days have made me realize that we're dealing with people wearing suits, but they're just as much mafia as anybody else. Anyway, um, this is the Common Sense Show, as you know. We're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We're brought to you by some great sponsors. We've got a super pandemic coming our way. It's overrunning China. It's the biggest, largest quarantine in history. And we've got uh, domestic unrest. We've got the deep state willing to do anything to distract attention away from what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, this is why you need food and water. If we go into martial law just over this uh, pandemic, the uh, corona, oh, I wish it was a corona on the beach, but no, no, it's the coronavirus. But if we go into martial law, you'll be locked down in your homes. You won't be allowed out of your home. You won't be able to open your windows, open your door. I'm not kidding. Um so you're going to need food and water. We still have that two-week special available, 47% off, two-week emergency kit. You can buy multiple sets of this because the price is so darn good. Uh, still the same restaurant quality, breakfast, lunch, dinner, no glyphosate, GMOs, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. Also, too, if you, if you have food, you better have water. You cannot eat without water. So you need to have what we are for here the device that's going to uh, really save lives. When you look at what the Naval War College says, they said in a prolonged crisis longing, lasting longer than four days, waterborne illness has become the number one cause of death. Well, we've got the Alexapure Pro Filter, and wherever you find standing, wa standing water, you're going to have drinkable standing water. And I want you to look at the research at waterwithdave.com. It shows you this is the industry standard. It's the best there is, and they prove it in the data and they're also offering it for 40% off. So we got two great deals. No reason not to protect you and your family. This product will save lives. We have preparewithdave.com. We have waterwithdave.com, both with significant savings. And whoever thought in America we'd be living during these times. I just never, ever imagined that things would ever get this bad and this desperate. So joining us in uh, on the Newsmaker line here at the Common Sense Show is Alexander Daly. I've been getting messages. You need to have that lady on again. Where's Alexandra? Thought you guys were going to do a follow-up interview. Well, Alexandra, how's your internet doing? That kind of got in our way, didn't it? Oh, you might say that. <laughs> yeah, and my compromised website, uh, down for 15 hours where I couldn't post anything. And Alexandra had uh, internet issues, and they couldn't figure out what it was. And so, But here we are, and hopefully they won't take us down in mid-sentence. And we're good oh, to go. Let's not, let's not forget our fun with the phones. Oh, yeah. We have lots of fun with the phones all the time. Um, yeah, Paul Martin and I were talking about some sensitive things today. And we got cut off three times. 
Just boom, 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 right in a row. Um, and, <clears throat> but that doesn't top. I was talking to a government informant. Oh, it was about, gosh, about two weeks ago now. And um, we got cut off. Real sensitive stuff. And uh, I, I uh, couldn't call him back. Tried my fax phone. Tried everything. Couldn't get him. So I'm at the restaurant. And he wasn't my last call. So I'm with my wife at the restaurant. And we ordered something to eat. I had my phone out. I answered a text. I set the phone down and it dialed him automatically. <laughs> I, I, I know we just, we just threw our hands up and said, you know, what the hell? This guy's a senior federal law enforcement agent. Um, it's really crazy what's going on. So anyway. Well, yeah, that happened with me yes, as well. Yeah, I, I'm sure that tells you that they're, they're, they're dialing in. And oh, anyway, we're talking about Burisma. We're talking yeah. about the spinoff of Burismas. We're talking about extreme corruption at the top levels of our government. And Alexander, before we open up with the good ambassador, in quotes, I want to I just very quickly reiterate what I found in some of the documents you shared with me that we had uh, in 2016 top-level Obama officials, top-level National Security Council, uh, Deputy Secretary of State, uh, all these people in the DOJ, and they were doing training for Ukrainian prosecutors on Burisma. Who the hell goes to another country and trains their prosecutors how to prosecute something within their own country? Don't they have flipping law schools there in Ukraine? I mean, this is called controlling the narrative, covering it up, leading away from Biden, leading away from Romney, leading away from Devin Archer. It's just amazing this level of corruption. But I don't think, let's put it this way. Um, I know what you're going to come out with, with the ambassador. So, you know what, let's use that as our, our starting point for continued corruption. This woman testified against our president and, and yet she admits right here, she's a mouthpiece. Oh, absolutely. You know, we know that Joe knew about Burisma and the son and, you know, he said he didn't talk to his, uh, Hunter, Joe said he didn't talk to Hunter, but Hunter said he talks to his dad. And, you know, lo and behold, in Maria Yovanovitch's uh, confirmation hearing before the Senate in 2016, she testifies, and the State Department has documents on this, that she was specifically advised to refer all questions on Hunter, Burisma, whatever the probe is, to Joe's office. That's an office of government ethics violation. Yeah. violation. It's also illegal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, to kind of further it, the office of government ethics rules for your listening audience, to kind of summarize it, are, has to do with all government officials must recuse themselves from any policy actions that could impact a close relative or cause a reasonable person to see any appearance of conflict of interest or question impartiality. The impartial partiality rule requires an employee to consider appearances, concerns before participating in a particular matter if someone close to the employee is involved as a party to the matter. This requirement to refrain from participating or recuse is designed the appearance of favoritism in government decision making. 
Do you think there's a few violations here? Uh, Joe? Hello? Yeah, I, I listen. It, this is this is total exoneration for the impeachment. But all of these bastards in the Senate are afraid because most of them are compromised, so they can't let this come out. Because once a group of senators allows mudslinging against one side, they're going to come back with their quid pro quo mudslinging. So uh, this is why this will never see the Senate impeachment trial. There, you know, and there's one more thing that we're Joe's running around saying, you know, I don't know, and there's no corruption, and not one scintilla, blah, blah. Well, there were multiple State Department officials that testified Biden's uh, Ukraine dealings created an apparent conflict of interest. Yeah. Obama-era State Department officials declared that Joe overseeing the Ukraine policy, including anti-corruption, at the same time Hunter was with Burisma, equals conflict of interest. The Deputy Assistant Secretary George Kent was so concerned by the Burisma corrupt reputation that he blocked the project the State Department had with Burisma and tried to warn Joe's office about apparent conflict of interest. So they knew. Well, I, knew. I, I, I just want to mention this again, and I'm going to say it and say it and say it. The Foreign Securities Act of 1991 says before the president can dispense foreign aid, he must first rule out any criminal influence. Um, he he had, was more than justified to do this since Joe Biden was involved in a cover-up for his son, Hunter. You just you, you just nailed it on the head right there. Well, you're going to love this, because as I was digging around, as you know I love to do, um, not just that, as head of the executive branch, uh, President Trump is the only one authorized to request foreign assistance in a uh, corruption investigation. So it was his right and responsibility to do so. The impeachable offense would be if he did not do this rightful duty. Now, catch this. I found on July 22nd, 1998, an anti-corruption treaty with Ukraine was signed in Kiev and on November 10th, 1999, submitted by Bill Clinton to the U.S. Senate. I include the link and I put it in the notes that we're going to be putting forth. The treaty heading is called the Treaty with Ukraine on Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters. And it's on the Congress got... Uh, .gov, and Article 6, Clause 2, all treaties which shall be made under the author authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land. This treaty authorizes the president to look into corruption issues in Ukraine and compels Ukraine to cooperate in those corruption investigations. The contracting states shall, not may, provide mutual assistance in accordance with the provision of this treaty in connection with the investigation, prosecution, and prevention of offenses, and in the proceedings related to criminal matters, meaning mutual assistance and connection in the investigation in criminal matters. There are also two provisions within the treaty. The first one, each contracting state shall have a central authority to make and receive requests pursuant to the treaty. Point two. For the United States of America, the central authority shall be the attorney general or a person designated by the attorney general. Boom. Yeah. What so, year What year was this? Um, it was July 22nd, 19th. It was uh, signed in Q. 
Kiev in November 10th, 1999, submitted by Bill Clinton with his signature, well, uh, his name on it on the on page three of the letter of transmittal, and I do have the link, uh, which is going in the notes of our previous interview, so everybody will have that along with the timelines covering Cover Black, Denver, and uh, Bunter, uh, Bunter, Hunter Biden. <laughs> wow. Um, th- this is just absolutely incredible. Uh, I wonder why Clinton saw fit to do this. Do you have any idea? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I do know. Well, actually, I, we know that there were ties with the Clintons and Burisma, and that point is going to be coming up a little bit further into okay. Okay. what we're talking about. Um, yeah, this, this just gets a little crazy. Uh, the next thing that, uh, one of the things that I had sent you was actually uh, from January 20th of this year. And it was on uh, Biden for President letterhead. And it was to all reporters and editors from Kate Bedingfield, who was the deputy manager and communications director, and Tony Blinken, who was the senior advisor now. Keep that not the name in mind because as I was digging around, his name comes up again too. Okay. And what this three-page memo covered, it was talking about MSM has. It was telling the the news reporters and journalists the narrative that they had to follow. So here we go with the scripting and the threats. Um, in the memo, it states that MSM has debunk the lies of the Biden Burisma, and of course they uh, point out to New York Times, AP, WAPO as fact checkers, LA Times, NBC, and quote, no evidence. The memo specifically warns reporters covering in the impeachment, uh, they'd be enablers of misinformation if they repeat any allegations of Biden and his forced uh, Ukraine top prosecutor that was investigating Burisma out. Uh, they are trying to say no evidence of Biden's conduct, raise any concern, and Prosecutor Victor Shokin's uh, investigation was dormant when Joe forced the firing. Well, here's a question for you. Why would you who isn't investigating anything? If it's dormant, why would you even bother? Well, and why threaten withholding funds if there's no threat? And we know for a fact that Joe admits forcing the firing back in March 26 because he bragged about it. And there's a 2018 speech regarding the $1 billion that he was going to withhold. So, I mean, he's on camera saying it. The interesting thing is that Shokin's uh, prosecutors were actively investigating uh, Burisma when he was fired. It wasn't dormant. In March of 2016, There were official files from the Ukraine Prosecutor General Office showing substantial activity weeks before Biden forces Shokin's firing. The investigation shows that Burisma and founder, uh, 2014, the investigation shows Burisma and the founder investigation on 2014. Well, we know Hunter and Archer in 2014 in the Rosemont Seneca. We know about the Bohai firm starting receiving regular $166,666 a month payments, which equals $2 million a year. We know that bank records seized by the FBI 
in America and Burisma from their own ledger, and I sent you those links, um, in Ukraine prove and confirm this. We know that annual payments of Burisma to Hunter and Archer's Rosemont Seneca Bohive, their firm were 30 times the average median and annual household income. In 2015, the investigation stalled. Ukraine created the new FBI-type Leo agency, NABU, the National Anti-Corruption Bureau. But guess who set that up? Biden and Obama's administration. In 2015, you've got the ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, his speech and more action to investigate. And so it ramps up again. December 2015, Shokin offices transfer evidence to NABU. February 2016, Shokin offices secure a court order. Prosecutors re-seize Burisma founder's home and car as part of the, part of the probe. Two weeks later, mid-February, the Latvian law enforcement sent an alert to the Ukraine prosecutors flagging payments from Burisma to American accounts as suspicious payments, including to Hunter Archer Firm. The police confirmed they sent the alert. Shokin told ABC he was making plans to interview Hunter when he was getting pressure to be fired from Joe. The Burisma lawyers in 2016 are pressing the U.S. and Ukraine authorities to end the investigation. Burisma U.S. lawyer, here we go with the lawyers again, John Beretta, in an interview, said he knew the company was being investigated in 2016, until the cases and got it dismissed, and the other settled as a large tax penalty. The Burisma legal team started pressuring the State Department in 2016 to end corruption allegation versus Burisma and specifically Hunter. After Joe gets Shokin out, the Burisma lawyers wanted to meet with Shokin's successor as chief prosecutor to settle the case. There is a link to a summary memo. In it states, the end of March 16, uh, O.O. Kondratenko, who is the head of the Department of the Prosecution Office, meets with Karen Tramontano, Sally Painter, and John Beretta. Well, John Beretta was also the senior Justice Department official under Barry. There's your Obama connection. He found out that once he took the meeting that they were um, reps for something called Blue Star Strategies Company. He further finds out that Tramontano and Sally Painter worked in President Clinton's administration. So this whole cover-up goes back. Okay, you just answered my earlier question, okay? I checked what uh -huh. I just said. I asked you why Clinton, um, why would he be concerned about this? Because his people had involvement. Maybe I'm being premature in asking this next question, but I smell the Clinton Foundation here, or at minimum, Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. Yes? I mean, okay. this, uh, there's no other way to look at this. They, uh, clearly, there was, were, is, dealings with the Clintons somewhere in this, whether it's the Clinton Foundation, which I'm betting money on because there was something else that came up, and that will end up being a... a something that we talked about because I just finished telling you about the article that I found 
with this um, this particular guy, and you had brought up the J.P. Morgan thing, and this I you know this has to tie into it. I can't remember the gentleman's name at the moment because I don't have it up, but um, he was previously with J.P. Morgan, and he was a hedge fund guy, and he started doing dealings. And he got tired of it, so he decided he wanted to be a truth teller. So he bailed on the hedge fund thing and became an investigator for the FBI. He started digging around in the Clinton Foundation uh, and found that Hillary and the Clinton Foundation were funneling, laundering, you name it. This other individual came forward and started talking about it because, lo and behold, as he's watching this investigation go, miraculously, a year ago, the guy who found all this suddenly ends up dead in a... What was the, what was the agent's name again? Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick, because I sent you this one. Yeah, this you morning. did, and, and I don't have that in front of me. Um, I mean, you sent me about a thousand pages. I'm, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, listen, we can come back to that. Um, I did see it. Uh, I just can't pull up the FBI's. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you have it. FBI agent commits suicide after allegedly discovering Clinton Foundation looted billions from the um, U.S. Treasury. Special Agent Sal. Uh, I think it's Senate. Uh, Cincinelli, C-I-N-C-I-N-E-L-L-I, committed suicide last year in a stunning in stunning news that uh, shocked his family. He was found dead at Container Bar in Austin, Texas, with at least one gunshot wound. He had quit a high-powered Wall Street trader job to join the FBI and clean up the cor- uh, corrupt financial industry. And hat tip to Mike Moore, who writes at True Pundit under Thomas Paine. Broke the news on his podcast that he lost his life working on investigating the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation and coming out that traced back to the State Department during the time she was Secretary of State. It was the first proof anybody had she was actually taking money from the public, uh, from public money from the State Department and her cronies and linked to the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton cartel. Uh, Cincinnelli was part of the FBI who was looking into this, and incredibly, this has been on the desk of attorney William Barr, who hasn't done anything with it. The allegations have been stated by sources um, that the billions of taxpayer dollars were taken from the U.S. Treasury and placed into the coffers of the Clinton administration. That's the nutshell version of that. That's enough. Um, You know, it's funny, when when I looked at this, at first brush, and it's so massive. I really thought this had its beginnings in the Obama administration, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Hillary Clinton is the mastermind, you know. And this goes to explain something else too. And I don't know if you've thought about this, but Hillary was named uh, some official for an Irish university, and that gives her resident status in Ireland. And they have no ex- they have no extradition agreement with the United States, so she cannot be extradited if this goes south on her. Yeah, Chancellor of Queens in Ireland yeah, for right. five years. Amazing. Just, uh, they, they don't leave any, uh, 
any I's not dotted or T's uncrossed. This is just amazing, but I'm not surprised. I mean, you know what this reminds me of is the Rose Law Firm for the Clintons. The, 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 very similar. People ended up dead, uh, pilfering money from public sources. Uh, it's the same M.O. for the Clintons. This is why this is so believable. I mean, you start, and yeah, there were several people that have mysteriously died regarding the whole Barry Obama and Mooch thing, but I, there, more people have died in regards to the Clintons than anybody. And I'm, you know, hey, maybe it's all a coincidence, but the Clintons will be another day. That's, you know, God knows that uh, you've seen <laughs> the iceberg stuff that I sent you, but. We'll get back to the Ukraine thing real quick. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to tell you was that in regards to the Ukraine law enforcement reopening Burisma, uh, the investigation of early 2019 was well before Trump brought the matter to Ukraine's new president, uh, Zelensky. Now, here's one of the biggest underreported facts. Four months before Trump even talked to Zelensky, Ukraine officials had re reopened the investigation in Burisma and, the, and on the founder. Right. And this was all before Giuliani and Trump had any legal work done. And interestingly enough, NABU, the agency Joe and the Obama administration helped start. So they recommended reopening the probes in February of 29. The NABU director, Artem Sitnik, S-Y-T-N-Y-K, made the announcement because of the new evidence uncovered by detectives. The Ukraine officials said that the new evidence suggested money laundering from 2010 to 2015. In March of 2019, the Deputy Prosecutor General Konstantin Kulik, I hope I'm not butchering these names, K-U-L-Y-K, officially filed notice of suspension, reopening the case, Reuters uh, brought out an ongoing probe that was expanded to the allegations of theft of public funds. Trump could not have pressured the Ukrainian to reopen the July 2019 investigation. Kiev did it months before. Let me ask you a question at this point. Is there any indication that Joe Biden was uh, one of the targets of this probe four months before the conversation between Zelensky and Trump? Interesting. George. Yeah. One of our uh, members of the audience 
lot of this stuff wouldn't have happened if Trump would have had Hillary locked up. I, I don't think that could be more incorrect. Um, this stuff precedes Trump coming into office. These things were already in motion before he was ever elected. This goes back. Oh, yeah, they were and, and, looking and, into him in 2014 and 2015. So. And that's why it's important to listen because uh, this started in 1998. We've established yeah. that date already. So this has nothing to do with locking Hillary up when Trump got into office. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're besieged with trolls uh, everywhere we go. And so anyway, uh, I understand no, you, you, okay. you, you've made the case nine times Sunday. You have absolutely that the Ukrainians were following their own path of prosecution independent. But I guess where I really have some clarity is, can we tie Joe Biden into the source of their investigation? I mean, were they really after him or was he kind of just um, on the periphery? That's enough. That's enough right there. We've established that fact tonight. And that's enough. You don't need any more. We've got May 15th, 2014, Burisma Holdings makes two equal payments of uh, $83,333.33, totaling $166,600. The number is great, $166,666.66 to Morgan Stanley. The account of Hunter, um, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer's Rosemont Seneca Bohai and the company's official ledger um, on the Bohai bank records obtained by the FBI. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And, and the Ukraine prosecutor's general office. So 2014, they were already looking into to Hunter Biden. You're, you're taking a second lap around the facts. Uh, there's no question. There's no question. Joe Biden was running interference for his son. That makes him criminally complicit. It's called conspiracy. 
That's what they call it under the law, conspiracy. You might even call it obstruction. In fact, I would call it obstruction of justice. And Trump was right to tell Zelensky, we're not going to have any criminality involved in this. And at the center of it is the Bidens. Here, we're going to tie in someone else. May 20th of 2014, David Leiter, L-E-I-T-E-R. Yeah, I'm familiar with him. Former chief of staff to John Kerry is hired as a lobbyist for Burisma Holdings. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Can you say that again? Will you you state that again? This this is a major exclamation point right here, folks. Oh, I I got a couple more of these that I found this morning, and I... I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nail these down. David Leiter, on May 20th, 2014, L-E-I-T-E-R, former chief of staff to John Kerry, hired as a lobbyist, Burisma Holdings. Senate lobbying records show the firm paid $90,000 in 2014 to lobby Congress and the State Department. This is what's really interesting. He's uh, representing a government official at one point in time and another point in time, he's representing a foreign entity, a corrupt foreign entity. Um, Gosh, the name of the law jumps out of my head, but before you can represent Burisma, you have to declare it. Um, If you've had, if you've been a government official, you have to declare this. And there's a term for this and I'm sorry, it's jumped out of my head. Uh, But clearly I bet he didn't declare anything. Oh, I guarantee none of them did. Look at Kofor Black. So now we're going to get into a little more fun here. July 5th, 2014. Burisma Holdings pays $250,000 retainer to, I think it's Boies, B-O-I-E-S, Schiller Law Firm, where board member Hunter Biden also works. August 20th, 2014, Ukraine prosecutor General Viktor Shokin office open, uh, reopens criminal investigation of Burisma Holdings and Zlochevsky for alleged corrupt award of gas exploration permits and eventual looting of the company, according to the Ukrainian prosecutor general's case file. September 16th, 2014, Burisma Holdings makes a $33,039.77 payment to Boy Schiller Law Firm, according to company records. <coughs> December 16th, now, let's see if I've got this. Aha! You remember what I said, Tony Blinken, senior advisor to Biden's campaign. December 16, 2014, former Deputy National Security Advisor Tony Blinken, now former, he's senior advisor to Biden in 2020. A longtime Biden advisor, Tony Blinken, confirmed by the Senate as Deputy Secretary of State under John Kerry. Yeah, I saw him in one of the emails. Um... Could he have been involved in uh, coaching the uh, that uh, on what she could and could not say about the Bidens and Burisma? Very possibly. 
Uh, I think that's where I saw him. In the the memo, it was directed towards MSM, but um, I had just, again, with the voluminous amount of information, what I caught off the the new U.S. ambassador, the the thing that caught my eye the most was that she was specifically advised to refer to anything on Hunter, the Barisma, and the Probe to Joe's office. Yeah, go ahead and pronounce her. I I keep forgetting how to pronounce her name. What is the pronunciation of that ambassador's name again? Jovanovich. Yeah, and she... Y-O-V-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Didn't she offer evidence against Trump? Yeah. Yeah, hearsay. Hearsay evidence, but... So here's a woman who admits, I'm a mouthpiece. I'm told what I can say about the Bidens and what I can say about Burisma, what I can't in my Senate confirmation hearing. And if I want the job, I have to play nice. And we're supposed to trust someone like that who's giving testimony in the House? Um, when you are being confirmed and you're testifying, that's sworn testimony. So whoever yep. was behind telling her what she could and could not say, okay, that's interference with the legal proceeding, interference with uh, government business. That's a felony. It's obstruction. Yes, yes, it is. Well, you know how you brought up the um, the training of these lawyers over here in the United States. Yes. And of course, you know, for jail law schools. Well, here's one you like. April fifteenth, twenty fifteen. Joe Biden speaks in Ukraine praising the decision to appoint a new head of the NABU. Now, I, he doesn't say, it doesn't say who it was at that time, but the new Ukrainian law investigative arm set up by the United States. So now we're telling them how to do law enforcement, too. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, and I published that today in an article on the commonsenseshow.com. Um, I a piece of information here I want to run by you here. Um, do you have this ambassador be in charge of denying visas to people that wanted to expose Burisma here in America? Do you know anything about that? I do not. Okay. I don't either. I'm just reacting to a tip. Um, okay. I'm sure I'll come across it though. <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt is that's going to be true. Um, well, there's, on this and then there is something else i, w- I really want to touch on because it's going to end up being a whole other conversation yeah let me get but let me give on. you a, a or two because uh man we're time slipping away we've got about uh 11 and a half minutes until we're done so just so we can kind of segment this because i know there's going to be a part three um i want to say oh, this easily. i want to say this to our audience the amount of material we have to validate these facts is it's not like we found in a corner of a napkin somewhere in a restaurant. It's legal documents. We're talking legal documents. In fact, uh, what Alexander just referred to about senior Obama officials training Ukraine how to conduct Burisma trial so as not to implicate anybody. I published the itinerary of the meeting and their travel plans with flight numbers and who was there on what day. Yep. So it, it, it's just, like I said, this is like uh, shooting ducks in a bathtub. 
I mean, this. I mean, I'm sure you agree with me here. Getting this information was relatively easy, wasn't it? Oh, it's it's coming out of the woodwork. It, it's opening a floodgate. I mean, and I hate to use this analogy, but people will understand it clearly because of how well you have covered this topic. It would be like the Orville dam breaking. <laughs> that fast, that much information. That, <laughs> It would be, it, it is the charisma and, and this whole thing, and maybe this is what, and honestly, I think this is, might be one of the reasons why Trump has waited to kind of prosecute, because it's, from the beginning, when you and I were talking about this, I said, you know, he's going to have to take his time, because you get one shot at these people, and I know we get a little impatient, but could you imagine if he would have prosecuted him before this came out? I mean, now it's, it's like, there, there's, Who's not involved in this? Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. And it's just coming out of the woodwork. And then, kind of back to the timeline, since we're on a crunch, I'll run this together. Um, there are several dates in here in uh, March, June, and basically what it covers, and we'll go over the dates and everything, but it's um, Hunter Biden was uh, emails his trusted father's longtime aide, get that, Deputy Secretary of State, Tony Blinken. Um, they were supposed to get together for lunch. Um, oh, when I told you about the when Devin Archer went, it turns out that the White House waived um, the visitor log, so he didn't even have to sign in for that. Yeah, but, but hold on. I, I remember now where I've seen the guy's name. He was in an, he was exchanging emails with Hunter Biden about meeting. And yes. It gets into it yes. Even more, um, you know. And then June twelfth, twenty fifteen, we've got Biden calling uh, Joe Biden calling President Poroshenko again. July fifteenth, twenty fifteen, uh, VP Biden and Commerce Secretary Pritzker attend the first ever U.S. Ukraine Chamber of Business meeting. Um, they're going on and on and talking. Devin Archer, uh, August 16th, 2015, Devin Archer throws a $10,000 plate fundraiser in New York for the Seed Global Health Charity founded by Secretary of State Kerry's daughter, Dr. Vanessa Kerry. You got another phone call in April going from Joe Biden to President Poroshenko. You've got um, September 25th. 2015, the U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, gives a speech imploring Ukraine prosecutors do more to bring Burisma's Slozhevsky to justice. You've got September 29th, 2015, Joe Biden meets with President Poroshenko in Ukraine. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, I haven't even began. Oh, and here we go. November 18th, 2015, Burisma Holdings makes a $60,000 payment to the American legal lobbying communication firm Blue Star Strategies for consulting work according to the official ledger. Who was Blue Star? That was um, the two girls that I was telling you about, um, Paige and uh, Lord, help me. Oh, yeah, I know. I, 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 I And I've read the names, I, but there's so many names here, it's hard to pull them out. I remember they were also... Tomatano, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there's your there's yeah. your tie. November twenty fifth, uh, November eighteenth, twenty fifteen. 
Burisma Holdings makes a sixty thousand payment to lobbying communications firm Blue Star Strategies. There's your Clinton. I, I I'm almost speechless. It's so overwhelming. But you know, let me paint a little broader picture here. We're showing connections to criminality, but I don't think people realize how big the criminality is. The public has been led to believe that Burisma is only about natural gas and illegal business practices and money laundering. Bullcrap. They created subsidiary after subsidiary. You've heard some of those names tonight. And it was about human trafficking, gun running. Some of it might even be tactical nukes. And I'm investigating that right now. Um, gun running to illegally to the Sudan and to Iran. Iran, folks. And also... Um, you're dealing with huge drug trafficking. In fact, uh, Ukraine provide the impetus for drug trafficking that kept a lot of the banks alive in 2008 and 2009 during the downturn. If it wasn't for drug trafficking, more banks would have failed. And Ukraine had a role in that. And this is what these people are involved in. It's the candy land. It's the grand heaven, if you will, of every illegal enterprise on the earth comes out of Ukraine. There's an old saying, all roads lead to Rome. All criminal yeah. roads today lead to Ukraine. That's why this is important. Well, I'm not even going to be able to, I know I'm not even going to be able to get to James Biden. I know there's been some things breaking on that, but the, I looked at, I went kind of a different route and I looked into the company that he worked for, but before I hit that, and I know I got to go really fast, Remember when I was telling you about uh, the Rosemont thing and how AVIC, the Chinese military contract, stealing F-35? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Chris, okay. So check this out. AVIC was ar basically armed with Hunter Biden's investment. So they bought 51% of the American precision parts manufacturer at the Hannity's at H-E-M-N-I-E-S. Biden purchased the other 49%. This had to be approved by the Committee on Foreign Investments in the U.S. Yes, it did. 2011, Hunter and his associates met with the top Chinese government fund leaders only hours before his dad met with China's President Hu Jintao. 2013, Hunter hunts for cash during the China visit with dad. Uh, they get in Beijing, they get the $1.5 into Rosemont Seneca Partners. And then we get a new little twist on May 4th of 2019. There was an article called Chinese and Hunter invested in tech to surveil Muslims. That app called Face Plus. Uh, Alexander, I need to reorient a little bit. We're losing you. You're breaking up. Okay, there There's you go. There's an article that came out May 4th, 2019, and it had to do with Chinese and hunter money invested in technology to surveil Muslims. There's something called Face Plus Plus, a division of the Chinese startup, Megvi, M-E-G-V-I. One of its top investors, of course, was Alibaba Group Holding. We know that's Jack Ma. They left out a prominent investor, Hunter Biden. Hunter's Bohai Harvest RST, Pumped money into uh, also pumped money into an automotive fir firm, mining companies, and tech ventures. Yeah, I want to back up to what you said because we're running short on time. 
and you really brushed over it quickly. But we got into Hunter being 49% involved in basically giving F-35 technology to the Chinese. Effectively, that's what it boils down to. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, and, the and here, manufacturers. Yeah, real quick, yes or no on this. Was Joe Biden involved? Did you find any evidence of that? Well, the phrasing that they used was um, Hunter purchased the other 49% to keep it in the family. So I got it. I got it. And, and the reason they created Rosemont Seneca, we've already seen testimony to this, was to keep prominent American politicians and their family members away from Burisma. Um, and so this makes perfect sense. But I just want to kind of leave. This might be a good stopping point. Um, well, I've got one more, one more very fast thing to tell you. There's a, one more interesting thing about um, Blue Star Strategies. Hunter was also helping uh, on the consulting firm for that, which was tasked with warding off mounting investigations into Burisma. Blue Star headed up by Clinton administration who had experience in Ukraine. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um, one thing I want to make a point here is this. If you're involved in giving F-35 technology in any way, shape, or form to the Chinese, you, you, I could make a case very easily. You should be prosecuted under Training with the Enemies Act. Uh, this yep. is total treason. Hunter Biden has committed a capital offense. Our forces are preparing for war against China and vice versa. And for him to have done this, is inexcusable. I mean, we sent a guy to prison for 25 years because he sent a selfie inside a classified submarine. And here's a this bozo F-35 technology to the Chicoms. Wow. I mean, th nowhere are you seeing this in the mainstream media, and yet uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep punching out articles and so forth and. And we're going to include what you're hearing here in articles with the documentation. Uh, this is absolutely incredible here. Let me look at our time here. We're just about out of time. Uh, this is a bad note to end on because we're like in midstream. But, uh, folks, one thing is I just want to leave you with, and Alexander, we are absolutely out of time. But I just want to say this. Uh, Alexander's done a fantastic job. We're not done. We're having her back. The investigation continues. And Alexander, on that note, we got to go because we're right up against the end of the segment. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Stay with me just a second here. Thanks, Alexandra. Um, Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we're just getting started. Let me tell you something. This is showing you what the deep state is. And I'm going to do something on Vindeman too. Oh, you're going to be shocked. Anyway, see you here next time. Thanks.